Hi there and welcome to another King's Daily and really good to be with you again. We're focusing in on Psalm 110 today and um, it's one of the most quoted, one of the most referenced Psalms in the New Testament that speaks about Jesus, that points us to Jesus. It's a Psalm that is packed full with nutrients, if you like, um, that help us understand who Jesus is and enrich our, our knowledge of him and um, point forward to him. And so let's read the Psalm together, Psalm 110 says this, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power. In holy array from the womb of the dawn, your youth to you is the dew. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You're a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the nations. He will fill them with corpses. He will shatter the chief men all over the, over the broad country. He will drink from the brook by the wayside, and therefore he will lift up his head. I want to focus in, there's, there's loads in there, and, and maybe familiar things or unfamiliar. I'm not going to have time to unpack them all at all, but I want to focus in on verse 1, where it says, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The reason I want to focus there is because Jesus quotes those words himself. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 41 to 44, Jesus is asked a question from the Pharisees. These religious leaders come to him, and in verse 42 he says, Well, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? The Christ is this Messiah, the anointed one, the promised one who would come and, and deliver the people out from the oppression that they were under, deliver them from their greatest enemies. And... Um, and, and so they were, there was this expectation for the Messiah to come, the Christ would come, the Anointed One would come and do that. But their expectation was kind of uh, limited because their answer to the question of, well, who's, who do you think about, what do you think about the Christ, whose son is he? They say, well, he's the son of David. They think he's going to be another king, another human in the line of David because that seems to be what is promised. And yet Jesus, through his questions, I think is, is seeking here to expand and enrich and enlarge their understanding of who the Messiah was, who the Christ really is. And so he asks them a question, verse 43, he says, how does David in the spirit call him Lord? And Jesus, when he asks that question, he then quotes Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. How does David in the Spirit call him Lord? He's saying David is speaking um, by the Spirit of God here, truth about the Messiah, but it, the Messiah, um, bigger uh, truth than, than simply a son, a human being in the line of David. He's, and, and, and Jesus asks them the question, if then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? In other words, this Messiah figure who would come in the line of David, but he's more than a human being, more than just another human king. This is who the Messiah is. He's Lord. He's Lord. He's more than just a man. And so in verse 4, um, we get this. I hear a lot of dogs barking out there. I don't know if you can, but anyway, just keep focused. Um, in verse 4 here, um, it speaks about this uh, priest. You are a priest forever. Speaking about the Messiah, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So who's this Melchizedek figure? Because that's important in our understanding um, of, of the Messiah figure, the Christ, and ultimately who Jesus is. 
Um, it was first we, we encounter this figure in Genesis 14 where Abraham meets this king priest Melchizedek who who ends up blessing Abraham he's and one who blesses the other is kind of greater and so we have this figure there and then talked about here in Psalm 110 but then also in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 7 where it says this and it it brings clarity to this figure of this um, this type that we see in the Old Testament in Melchizedek points us ultimately to Jesus as the fulfillment. So Hebrews 7.17 says, You are a priest forever according to the order or the type of Melchizedek. And so what do we learn about Jesus from this Melchizedek figure? Well, in Hebrews 7, it says that he is the king of righteousness. He would be the one who would act righteously, but also he would put us right and make us right with God. This word righteous speaks about the justice of God, the one who sets us right with God, the sin that separates us. Jesus, the Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we would be made right with God, made righteous with him, justified before God. Justice has been done through Jesus. He sets us right with God. And it, it, it made me think when I was looking at these names here in Hebrews 7, you've got the King of Righteousness, the next one is King of Peace. It made me think about this chant that I've heard when you see these crowds protesting on the news recently, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. And they're right, no justice, no peace. But there is, justice has been done, sin has been paid for in Christ on the cross. Um, and he's not just the King of Righteousness, but the King of peace and in Romans 5 verse 1 I think kind of captures this justice and peace that we have with God says this therefore having been justified there's the justice by faith in Jesus death and resurrection in Romans 4 25 talks about that and so having been justified by faith in Jesus death and resurrection who he is we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ no justice, no peace. There is justice. God doesn't just say the, the, the things we do, they don't matter. The evil in the world doesn't matter. He says it matters. Someone's got a, there, there, is, there is punishment. There, is, there are consequences for our, our sin. And yet Jesus bore that in his body on the cross for us. He takes it for us because he loves us. Because of his love, God gives his son. The sin that separates us, the enemies that would defeat us, Jesus has defeated on the cross. So we have righteousness in Christ. He's the King of peace. We have peace with God through him. And he's the priest, it says here as well. The priest in the Old Testament would be the one that would represent the people of God, kind of carry their names before God, as it were. And it says in Hebrews chapter 7.25 that, um, therefore, um, this is following on from the explanation about who this Melchizedek is and he's the king of righteousness and the king of peace and how it points us to Jesus. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives, speaking of the resurrection, to make intercession. Intercession is when someone acts or intervenes on behalf of another and that's what God has done for us in Christ. He makes intercession for us. And so there's loads more we could say about this psalm and Melchizedek and so on, but allow this psalm and, and the truth it has as we dig around the Bible 
Um, I heard someone say the other day that the Bible is a hyperlinked te text, and a hyperlink in a uh, electronic document is where it's sort of sometimes if you, if you know those they're in blue and you click on them and it takes you to somewhere else and the Bible's like that as you click on it it's like oh it takes you to this passage and that passage and as we do that it enriches our understanding of who Jesus is of what Jesus has done he's more than a man he is the Lord and allow this psalm to do that for you today I just want to end by reading another bit of Hebrews that speaks about Jesus being our high priest Hebrews chapter 4 and it might be familiar to many but I hope it encourages you as we sort of um, uh, end this daily today. It says this, Therefore since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathise with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet was without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. And that's my prayer for each one of us listening to this today.